everybody, this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. He took a home run away from Roland, trying to get back to first half. He doubled off as the inning is over. Andy Thomas saved the day. Anthony for three. For three, puts it in. Next by one with eight point two remaining. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. They take the Giants to the Super Bowl. Snap is good. Kick on its way. Enzo Brandon. It has the distance. It is good. Lawrence Giants has kicked the Giants to the Super Bowl. The Giants have won the Super Bowl. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. Lock up sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out, bring them out, yo. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out. Here we go. I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports from the Brian Gunzel Studios on 365sportscast.com. Anywhere you get your podcasts, we are coming to you live. Well, actually, we are not live. We are pre-recorded, but I'll explain that in a minute. I am by myself, solo, flying solo tonight as Brett took the week off. Thanks a lot, Brett. The least busy week, the least going on in sports of the whole year, and you leave me here by myself to fill an hour to talk about. Luckily, luckily, there is plenty to talk about. There wasn't any games. Well, there was the All-Star game, which was, eh. I'm not big on All-Star games. I I mean, it was kind of dull, to be honest with you. The Home Run Derby, I'm not crazy about either. I could do without it. Um, The baseball is the best of the bunch, but it's not. It's not something I, I mean, I watched it, but it's not something that I really... You know, make an appointment to sit down and watch and, you know, get excited about it. I just don't. I just don't. It, it doesn't mean anything. It shouldn't mean anything. That's not saying I, I liked when it meant something. I didn't. But it, it's, I don't know. The baseball is the best one. The Pro Bowl is the worst one. The NHL is okay. The NBA is terrible. It is what it is. You know, they, I guess they got to have them. I guess they're for kids. I liked it when I was a kid. So I'm, I'm guessing it's for kids. But uh, we got... Bigger business to go to get through. The Yankees started their second half yesterday, their post-All-Star break second half, by getting swept in a doubleheader by the Houston Astros. And I'll tell you what, I think the Houston Astros are right now, uh, right now the best team in baseball. They give the Yankees all kinds of trouble every time they play them. Every time. They, the first game, the Yankees, you know, all kinds of losses, too. The Yankees will get, they got a tough loss in the first game. They came back. They, they tied it in the ninth. Then they give up the, the, the walk-off win in the bottom of the ninth. Then in the second game, they got blitzed early, 5-0 right off the bat before you even knew what was going on, 5-0 Houston. Yankees, you know, put a little something together. It was 5-2, and then Houston just pulled away again. It was 7-2, 7-3. The Yankees got a couple late runs. They lose 7-5. So the Yankees have not been playing great these last couple weeks. It's kind of hit a little lull in, the, in their season. You know, it could, it could be anything. I mean, people, some of the key players are slumping. I'm not worried. I wouldn't be worried if I'm a Yankees fan. But, you know, the Yankees are beatable. The Yankees are not going to coast into the World Series. Because Houston's going to be standing there, and the Houston Astros are going to have something to say about who goes to the World Series, I'll tell you that much. Houston is a good team, and right now, I think they're better than the Yankees. That's not saying the Yankees can't win a series. Anybody can win a five-game series, and I think the Yankees would probably be favored to win a series against Houston. But be careful. Be careful, Yankees. Because you are definitely not unbeatable. This is not the 98 team. I know we were comparing them to the 98 team a couple weeks ago. They were kind of neck and neck with the records. This is not the 98 team. This team is not as good. They're not as good. The pitching's not as good. The bullpen, I mean, you want to Mariano, the bullpen's not as good. 
and they don't have as many big name, big game players. People have performed in big games. Now going into '98, I mean they they had '96, but I mean that 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 was a better team, and I think most Yankee fans would agree with me that the '98 team was better. But uh, we got a whole bunch going on today. We're gonna get back to the Yankees in a minute. Um, Jets and Giants NFL camps opening up. I don't know, you know, what there really is to say about it. The Jets and Giants are not good teams, but we'll we'll get to that. The Knicks making some news. Nobody was there to report the news because the Knicks wouldn't allow anybody there, but the Knicks made some news this week. And the big news and the big talk until now, until he either gets traded or the trade deadline passes, is going to be Juan Soto in this town. Because I think the Mets probably have, if anybody's going to get him, the Mets probably have as good of a chance, if not better, than anybody else to land Juan Soto, which would, I mean, that would, that would be right up there with the Piazza deal. It would be, you know, he's one of the biggest, it would be one of the bigger trades to ever happen in baseball. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen. I haven't really made up my mind as to whether I think they're going to trade him or not. They don't have to. The Nationals don't have to trade him now. They still got him under control for two more years. Do I think they're going to have him for two more years? I don't. I think if he doesn't get dealt here, he'll get dealt in the offseason. But if, you know, if someone puts a package together that just blows them away, they're, they're going to get rid of him. They've announced that they're looking for deals. It's been all over the place. Everybody putting together what they think it's going to be, what, what, what do we have that we can get Soto for, and I'm... I'm in the, the camp of anybody's available for Soto. Anybody's available for Soto. You want Pete Alonso? You can have him. You want all our talent in the minor leagues? You can have it. You want all of our talent plus Pete Alonso and McNeil? You can have it. Soto is a generational player. He's the best player in the game. He's 23 years old. Everyone is available. And these people that are saying, oh, I don't want to give up Alvarez. Like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? How many times have we sat there and had these big prospects? How many Generation Ks are you going to sit through with it? The Mets were supposed to dominate pitching for a generation. And they were terrible. The only one that panned out out of Generation K was Isringhausen. And it was years and years later when he became a reliever and a closer for the Cardinals. So don't tell me, Alvarez, you want to keep and you don't want to give up the kids. Don't tell me that. No prospect that you have, that the Mets have, or that anybody else probably has in their system is going to be Juan Soto. And Juan Soto is 23 years old. Everyone's available as far as I'm concerned. Now, what's it going to take to get him? It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. I also don't think that the Nationals are going to shy away from the Mets because they're in the division. You hear a lot of that, too. I think it it really doesn't matter because with the way the playoffs are set up nowadays, you could have four teams from a division in the playoffs, so it's not like the Mets will get Soto and they'll be blocking Washington from making the playoffs for you know a decade. Also, I, I doubtful, but I think if the Mets, I mean, I think if the Mets got him, I think they would sign him. Obviously, Uncle Steve will take care of that. That that's no problem. Money is no object anymore for the Mets. But I think there's a, however small it might be, there is a possibility that he might not even be on the Mets after the, if they trade him and he go, you know, he plays two years for the Mets. He could choose free agency. At that point, he might be looking at six hundred million. So, you know, he could very well land up on the Red Sox or the Yankees. Like I said, I don't think that'll happen. I think the Mets would would sign him. But, I mean, I, listen, everyone's available. Whatever they want. Whatever they want. You get him on that team, it changes the direction of your franchise. And for the Mets, it puts them up over the top. I think the Mets could be... They would be favored to win the pennant if they got Soto. I'll tell you that much. They'd be favored to win the pennant. Would they be favored to win the World Series? Probably not. 
Probably not. Probably the Yankees would still be favored, but the, that doesn't mean the Yankees are going to win. Well, I just told you here, I'm not sure the Yankees could get past Houston. Houston gives them tough time. They don't even need to cheat anymore to beat them. So, I mean, listen, Juan Soto. Now, there's uh, there are other teams in the mix as well. Of course, the Dodgers are in the mix. Now, there's not a bunch of teams. He's not going to you know any of these small market teams. They're not going to do that because they're not going to mortgage their entire future to have this guy for two years. It's maybe one of, uh, I'd say, six teams that realistically have a chance to get this guy or that realistically are going to try and get him. But, I mean, listen, if you're the Pirates, you know, you do what you can. You don't throw away your whole everything you have, but you do what you can. You put in an offer. Everybody should be putting in an offer. Every team in the big league should be putting in an offer to the, to the Nationals. Why not? To get the best player in the game? To instantly get the best player in the game and have him for two years? Under your control? Now, like I said, it's not going to happen. But if the Pirates could somehow put something together and get someone like Soto, they have him for a year and a half and then they trade him, they get another haul, maybe even a bigger haul a year and a half down the line. So, I mean, listen, everybody's on the table. Now, the Mets are kicking off their second half tonight. Like I said, we are pre-recorded. It's just after 5.30. So, I don't know what happened in the Mets game tonight. I'm hoping it was like an 8... I'm guessing an 8-2 win. Scherzer, 7 innings. 9 strikeouts, 3 hits. But, that's just a guess. If that is what happened, then I'm going to be a little upset I didn't, you know, bet the score of the game. But the Mets come into the second half with the second best pre-All-Star break record in franchise history, 58-35, and 35, second to only the 86 team. And the Mets have a real chance. The Mets are good. We could be heading towards a Subway Series. But I'll tell you what, the Mets have a big stretch right out of the gate here. Right out of the gate, big games. You got San Diego in for two. A good San Diego team in for two. Then you get the Yankees in for two. Can't go one and three. Can't go zero and four in these four games to start this and lose first place before you even think about getting Soto or anybody else, which we'll go over in a little while. Who the Mets need, who they should target, who they should give up. But you can't go zero and four in these two games. In these four games against the Padres, who are good. You know, you got you Darvish pitching tonight. You Darvish has pitched well. 289 ERA, 6-7, but he's at 2.89 ERA. Hugh Darvish has pitched well. He's still going. Scherzer's got to come up big tonight, and I, I think he will. I think he will. Because, like I said, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and that, that's what first ballot Hall of Famers do. That's what he's done his whole career, his whole life, is he's pitched big in big games and big spots. And then the Yankees come in, and I'm, I usually don't like the... Subway Series, I'm usually not a big, you know, oh, Subway Series, Mets versus Yankees. You know, I'm not crazy about it. But I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun this year. They're both good teams. They're both atop the division. Both fan bases are psyched. Both fan bases think they can win the title this year. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. But those aren't the most important games. Because after the Yankees, they go, they go on the road. For, let's see, they go on the road for six games, five or six games, I believe. I'm not sure if it's, they go to Miami for three, and then they go to Washington for three, so six games. And then the biggest series the Mets have had in a, in a couple of years, a five-game series, City Field, August 4th through the 7th, against the hated Atlanta Braves. Now, <laughs> that, those are big games. The Mets play the Braves a ton here in the second half. They play them a ton. And that those games are going to what's the is what's going to decide the National League East division title. Both teams should be going to the playoffs. It shouldn't be an issue there. But those games is going to is what's going to decide who wins this division. And it's going to be fun coming down the coming down the coming down the stretch. You know, a pennant race, Mets Braves pennant race. It's like a, like old times. Hopefully this time we can win it. Mets never Mets never win. 
those races against the Braves. They they were always chasing them. This year they got the Braves chasing them. So we'll see, but it, but it, it's going to be fun. And like I said, it's a, right off the right out of the gate, big games right out of the gate. You'd like to get three out of four against the Padres and the Yankees. I'd settle for two and two, but you'd like to get three out of four, and you would. It, it's possible. Uh, Degrom will be back. I would say. I mean, well, listen. I, I shouldn't say that. Degrom might not be back. There was soreness, or who knows? But they're still on schedule. Degrom be back. Maybe in one of the, in Miami, maybe against the Yankees. They're saying, "What are we going to get out of the ground? Who knows? Who knows what you're going to get out of the ground? He's going to pitch great if he's pitching, but who knows how long he's going to pitch? If he's going to pitch, when he's going to pitch? Who knows? You never know. So I mean, that's what's going on there. Yankees losing a doubleheader. The Yankees have uh, they're in Baltimore tonight. Italian pitching for the Yankees, and, and he's pitched, he's pitched, I mean, listen, he's pitched to a, a good record, but he's got almost a four-year RA. He hasn't been great. Yankees haven't been playing well. Orioles are, are only four games, I believe, out of the that last wildcard spot, so the Orioles are still in it. The Orioles got something to play for. This is the best Orioles team in a while. It's not saying much, but it's the best, you know, as they've been god-awful for, for, god, for how many years. But this is the best team they've got in a while. They're going to play the Yankees tough. Baltimore always plays the Yankees tough. And the Yankees sometimes play down to their opponents. Usually they, they beat up on Baltimore. But sometimes the Yankees will play down to their opponents, and we'll see. Yankees come in kind of struggling, kind of reeling a little bit. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what what, what Baltimore does there. They got, the, they got the kid behind the plate. First overall pick. He's been playing well. I mean... I think the Yankees will probably right the ship in Baltimore and play well. I think they probably win tonight. But, again, that's that's another one that's going to be over by the time this airs. So, I mean, we'll see. Listen, there's a lot of needs for both the Mets and the Yankees. Okay, the Mets clearly need bullpen help. The Mets clearly need another bat. The Yankees, I mean, how much better are you going to make the lineup? You know, they, they just if they all perform, the Yankees are going to win. It's just, will they perform? In the playoffs, the Yankees don't get... I mean, you could talk all you want about the pitching. The Yankees don't score runs in the playoffs. That's been their issue. The Yankees don't score runs in these big games in the playoffs. That's been the issue, and that's why they've lost. It hasn't been the pitching. Yeah, they gave up a walk-off home run here and there, but the Yankees don't score enough runs. That lineup should be scoring six, eight runs on a regular basis. On the regular, they should be scoring six, eight runs. And they don't. Now, I know it's different in the playoffs. The pitching's better. But with that lineup, they should be, they should definitely be scoring a ton of runs. That that that's without it. That now, um, like I said, we got uh, Jets and Giants to do. Is they're reporting the camps? Biggest thing out of those two teams has been the uniforms. They've been talking about the uniforms. We'll get into all that, the Knicks and everything. But um, we're gonna take a break right now. We're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back, and we are gonna talk. Uh, Trade deadline, who, who the Mets should target, who the Yankees should target, what they need to give up, everything, you know, every everything that that needs to be done. So we will be back right after this. Hi, Sarah Walters here, wife of Locked Up Sports host Bob Walters. He is sick of hearing what I have to say about the show and wants to hear from you, the listeners. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, click the leave a review link and then you can leave some comments for the guys. Do you listen to the show from an app that doesn't have listener reviews? Then visit our website, LockedUpSports.net. Here you can listen to past episodes, see what other listeners have said, and leave a review of your own. Good or bad, Bob and Brett want to hear it all. Looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say. Hey, this is Doc Gooden, and you're listening to Locked Up Sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Bob Walters here, flying solo. Brett will be with us next week. He'll be back next week. Brett gets the one week off. I will be with you next week as well with Brett. I don't take weeks off come to work that's right so i'm not even sure what brett's doing tonight he just said not going to be there next week that's what he told me not going to be there next week so before the break we were talking 
trade deadline, who needs to do what, is Houston the best team, can the Mets get Soto, and and listen, there's more than Soto that's going to be done. I think chances are Soto probably will not get dealt. Like I said, unless something blows him away, I think the Mets have a good chance to blow him away. There's been a million rumors out there. Don't believe anything you hear either. When the with the, these trade deadlines and the, and the the rumor mill and I don't believe any of it because it's like it's kind of like the mock drafts. Not, not none of it's ever none of it ever pans out. Nobody ever gets the mock drafts right. Half the time, these rumors with the trade deadline they're fun to talk about and we talk about them. But I mean, I mean, you know, very rarely do we ever. You know, hit the nail on the head and get it right, get the trade right. But I mean, but we, that's not going to stop us from talking about it. In fact, we're going to do it right now. The Mets, I mean, the Mets got a lot. Mets, Mets are a good team, but the Mets got need some help. I mean, they're but they're ninth in the majors. Their bullpen ERA at three point at all, three and a half runs. The bullpen's twentieth in home runs allowed. Adam Adovino has been okay, but I don't trust him as far as I can throw him in a big spot. I don't trust him at all in a big spot. Seth Lugo, you hear Seth Lugo and you think, okay, decent, trust, trustworthy pitcher. You can put him on the mound. You're going to get a good performance, whether he's starting, long relief, or coming in to get, to get two hitters or three hitters now. But that's just a name that you hear, and Seth Lugo is not the Seth Lugo that, that we know or that we think of when you think of Seth Lugo. He's not as good as he's been in the past. He's getting older now. Shreve, Shreve stinks. Smith, I don't trust is in a big spot at all. And I've I've said this I've said this a lot. I've said it on this show a couple times as well. Basically I don't trust anybody out of the bullpen. If your name's not Mariano Rivera, I don't trust you out of the bullpen. I don't even trust Diaz right now. I trust Diaz to win to, to come in and close the game out tonight, tomorrow night. August 15th, August 19th, September 10th. But in a big spot, in a big playoff game. Listen, I've seen it too many times. I don't trust Diaz at all. But, you know, that's who we have. Diaz is going to be the guy. So, it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be a hope he gets it done. Hope he can do it. Because that's what we got. And Diaz has been great. Diaz has been great. By far the best closer in the game this year. By far. So, who who can the Mets target to help the bullpen? Because I mean, the, you, the bullpen a bullpen is so big in the playoffs, and when you blow a lead, like when you blow a late lead, and you have those a bullpen a loss that's the bullpen's fault or a blown save in the play, it's just so backbreaking. It's a backbreaking loss, and it could turn a series. And it's the last you don't want your season having such a great season and then just have like blow a three-run lead in the eighth inning and lose a game and then go on to lose the series. So, you know, there, there, there are some people out there. I think they should go kick the... I, I think that they will probably... I would be... I'd be surprised if they don't get David Robinson from the clubs, from the Cubs. I mean, he's been, he's been great. He's their closer. He would be the setup. He'd be the eighth inning guy here for the Mets, setting up Diaz. And I, and I think... I think he'd be perfect, perfect for this bullpen. A shutdown guy in the eighth inning. He's got a 1-9 ERA, 31% strikeout rate. He's just perfect to set up Diaz. And I think I think the Mets, that's the deal that the Mets are going to make. Cubs are going to be asking, asking a decent amount. Now, he's not somebody that you just open up the, open up the system to and say, yeah. Whoever you want, you can have him. You know that's not, that's not that's not what you do. But um, I think the Mets will, will be able to put something together. Uh, they you know they drafted the catcher first round. A lot of people were curious about that. They think that has something to do with Soto. It could, it could. There's been rumors, like I said, don't trust the rumors. But there's been rumors that Alvarez will will be traded by the Mets here in the in the next week or two. I don't know. I mean, he's been... I, I'd like to bring him up. I'd like to at least see what we got out of him. You've been hearing about this kid for, what, two, three years now? I'd like to at least see what we got. It would be... You know, it'd be nice to see. 
you know, we're, we're all big Mets fans, but we're not watching the Syracuse Mets games. We don't get to see him. We just hear about it. You know, we take everybody's word on it. So I'd like to see what he is. I, w- I would like to keep him if possible. Now, not with Soto. He's gone. See ya. You know, don't let the don't let the door hit you on the way out with Soto. But I mean, I'd like to keep him as far as everybody else goes. I would take him off the table. Um, who else they got? You could get uh, the Tigers. You could go to the Tigers. You get Chafin. Andrew Chafin, he's, he's another one. Now, he would immediately, if the Mets got him from the Tigers, he would immediately become the best left-handed pitcher in the bullpen right away. He's got two, uh, just under a two-and-a-half ERA. He's 29% strikeout to walk, uh, minus walk rate. He's a good pitcher, and he's a good kind of bridge guy from the starter to Robertson to Diaz. That, that could be the formula in the playoffs. Chafin, Robertson, Diaz. Put it in the books. You never know. So I think those are important. Now the Mets, listen, the Mets, that's not all they need. The Mets offense has really struggled. Really struggled. I'd say in the last, uh, the better part of the last month, I'd say. You know, there's a lot of games Mets lose 2-1. to one. Five to one, three to two. You know they get. They've been doing it, but the Mets been doing that forever. Mets have been doing that. Come on, we all see Degrom. Degrom had a chance to be a three hundred game winner. The Mets have only gotten one. You know, R.A. Dickey. Remember, we were celebrating that even back back then. The Mets weren't scoring runs. That's just part of the Mets. You know, like like the Giants are known for their defense. The Mets are known for not scoring runs for their best pitcher. Because I mean that you know that's what the Mets do. So I mean now you want to get you want to get a, a hitter. You want to get somebody in there, and I think who you want to get is Josh Bell from the Pirates. He's somebody that could play first base. He's good in the field. He could give Alonzo some days off here and there, where Alonzo could DH and Bell could play first, and that would help. That would help. You could, uh, you know, he's having a big year. 311, 13 home runs, 50 runs batted in. That's a big year. It's a career year for Bell. And I think he's the one that, he's the guy that you want to target. He's the one that you want to get. If you can't get him, you could also go now to Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz from the Nationals, you know, when they say no to, to Soto, you could, you know, take a take the whole, almost all the players would give him back some some scraps for Nelson Cruz because Nelson Cruz they could get Nelson Cruz he's not going to take a lot to get he's older he's 42 years old you know he'd be and, and if they get Nelson Cruz he's the DH Nelson Cruz is not going to see the field for the Mets he's not going to be playing the outfield he's a right fielder but he's not going to be playing the outfield he's a DH Nelson Cruz is the, is, is the kind of player the reason is the kind of player the DH is, was put in the National League for and, and the kind of player that the Union wanted the DH in the National League for because it's going to extend his career. Nelson Cruz probably, I mean, he'd be playing, but you know, this would probably be you know it for him. But so if you get Nelson Cruz, it's going to be a rental. He's a good player. He could come up. He's he's veteran. He's got he, he's got some clutch. He's got some clutch in him. You know, he has been he has been slumping a little bit lately. He doesn't help you in the future. He's just a, a rental for this year. And like I said, he, he he wouldn't he wouldn't be playing the field. You I don't think you'd you'd see him out there maybe one game, one two games down the stretch or something. He would be exclusively their DH. Because I mean the Met, the Met, I mean, you know Dom Smith is Dom Smith has not been playing well. I was hoping Dom Smith would would start hitting. I was hoping he would start hitting and get you know get things going. And they could get him. They could trade him. You know maybe put him in a Bell deal. Maybe maybe you still can. You know, Dom Smith's not a bad player. He has the potential to be a decent player in this league. And he's shown that he has been. His power just went out the window. He hasn't hit a home run in over a year. Over a calendar year, I think it is. But, you know, Dom, we've seen Dom Smith. I used to like Dom Smith. I, I, I thought he would be good. I thought he would be, you know, good for this team. But he's just falling off a cliff. But you never know. That doesn't mean he's not going to be good. You know, look at McNeil last year. McNeil was terrible last year. McNeil w- was swinging for the fences, couldn't hit anything, was popping everything up, striking out. Now McNeil's back to being one of the best hitters 
in the National League. And I think, like I've always said, I think McNeil has a batting title in him. But again, that's another person I trade for Soto. See ya. They want McNeil. I'm not holding up the Soto deal for McNeil. But anyway, but, but Nelson Cruz, very gettable. Very gettable. He'd be okay. Be a DH. I'd rather have Josh Bell. Josh Bell's younger. He's having a better season. He would take more to get. But, you know, it is what it is. I wouldn't, would I give up Alvarez for him? No. Give him the kid you just drafted, the, the, the catcher. He's another, he's a fifth round, what is it, five, fifth, sixth pick overall, something like that. So give him, give him then. Now also, um, Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini from the Orioles, who you'll see, you know, tonight out at, uh, with the Yankees. You know, but Trey Mancini, to be honest with you, I don't know if Baltimore trades Trey Mancini. Everybody, that's another one, like I said, don't believe the rumors. Because Trey Mancini is the heart and soul of, Baltimore, of that Baltimore team. They're four games out of the wild card. They're having their best season in years. Trey Mancini is the heart and soul. He had cancer last year or came back from it. He is, the fans love him. The players love him. He's the fan favorite. He's the, he's the you know, he's the unnamed captain of that team. You know, kind of like Alonzo and Judge here. So I, I don't know if they trade him. You know, they, the, the Orioles are going to be good the next couple of years. I, to me, I would keep Trey Mancini. Now he's rumored to be on the block. So, you know, we're going to talk about him. He's hitting 277. He's got nine home runs, 33 RBIs. But, you know, he, he's a he's a okay player. Again, I'd still rather have Josh Bell from Pittsburgh. He's who I would be targeting. If I was the Mets, I think I think it would it would really help Alonzo to get some games where he could just DH because without without that the you know the Mets DH is terrible. I mean, what you know what else do you expect? It's the first year of DH in the National League. Mets can't Mets can't even get a DH. They're terrible. I think they're they're near the bottom. Whatever that they're near the bottom in in all the DH offensive stats. But so I would go Josh Bell then. Trey Mancini and then Nelson Cruz finally because I think you could get Nelson Cruz very cheap. I think that I'm not going to say they're going to overlook it in Nashville, in in Washington and make, give him to you for free, but you know they're going to be fielding a lot, a lot of phone calls about Juan Soto from every team. I I would imagine it has to be from every team. Every team's got to throw something in there for Juan Soto. Pirates. Because even if the Pirates, let's say, like, the Pirates, okay, they might not have money to sign them long-term. And you might not want to completely mortgage your future if you're somebody like Pittsburgh. But do you at least try? You have to, right? You, you can't be a GM and not try. Because then you, let's say, you, you give them a big haul, you get them for two years or a year and a half, and then you trade them, and you get back even bigger haul. At that point, he might be looking for $600 million. He might go, you know... So, that's what you got. That's what you got to do there. Now, as far as the Yankees go with the trade deadline, Soto's not happening for the Yankees, folks. Soto's not happening. Yankees are on a budget. Yankees don't have the money the Mets have. I don't. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see it, don't see it happening with the Yankees. Um, Aaron Hicks is down. Aaron Hicks tore a tendon in the wrist, his left wrist. And there's, they've really been unclear as to what, what, how long is he going to be out. From what I have heard, it could be day-to-day. He could go on the IL. He might have surgery. So it could be anywhere from he plays this weekend to he doesn't play again or he plays, he comes back and, you know, towards the playoffs. Domingo Herman, he came back. Which which tells you you know the they you know the Yankees reinstated him or something which you know you know that they're, they're, they're reaching bringing back the 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 man who beats his wife I got nothing to say about that I mean I don't think he should be even be playing the fact that they they just suspended him and any any kept him in the organization says everything you need to know about the Yankees 
You know, Ray Rice never played again. He, this guy, Herman, did this right in front of his, right in front of his teammates. His teammates wanted no part of it. The Yankees were like, "Well, we're going to bring him. Remember last year, spring training? Well, we're going to bring him back. You guys, you guys play nice." They brought him back, and he stunk. He was no good. Five, almost a five ERA. He was no good. So, what makes you think he's going to be good now? I know a couple of my Yankee fan friends say they want to see him. You know, that he could he could contribute. Listen, I got nothing to say about him. Bring him back. Do we got to do with him? Now, who are the Yankees going after? Luis Castillo. He's the big. He, I mean, listen, Castillo's the big one from the from the Reds. Uh, he's also rumored the Dodgers are also trying, you know, kicking the tires there, trying to get that one. The Twins, reportedly yesterday, just yesterday, were very close to a deal for Castillo. So who knows? Again, don't believe the rumors. Don't believe the rumors, folks. Nobody knows. Because even, even their sources, they're not telling the truth. Nobody's putting it out there. If anything, they're lying to them. Putting out, putting out their lies. Or you're, where they're hearing, you know, I heard from this person and this person. It's a, a third you know, game of telephone type of situation. But Castillo's he's, he's good. 13 starts under a 270 ERA. ERA. Ian Happ is another one the Yankees are rumored to go after from the Cubs. Cubs are getting rid of everybody. Cubs are terrible. Cubs, I mean, listen, the Cubs, the Cubs are it's a fire sale with the Cubs. It's a fire sale every year with the Cubs. It's like they won and they were like, all right, we've done enough. Now they're back to being, you know, lovable losers. Be another hundred years before they win. None of us will see it. But Ian Happ, he's a good ball player. He's an outfielder. He's a good outfielder. 28, so he's not young, but he's not old. He's right in the prime of his career. He signed through next year, so, he, so when you trade him, you got him another whole another year. It's not a it's not a short rental where it's just this year. You got him a whole another year, and you know he's a player that that if he plays well, you know you could you could lock him up. He's hitting you know two seventy five. He's got nine home runs. He's got twenty three doubles. He's a he's a gap to gap hitter. You know driving runs. He. It, he plays the infield and the outfield, which is something the Yankees love. The Yankees love that. So keep your eye on Ian Happ. He's another one. I mean, the Yankees don't have a ton. Bullpen, they need some bullpen help, obviously, just because everybody does because nobody has Mariano Rivera, like I said. Unless your name's Mariano Rivera, I don't trust you. So the Yankees are targeting. It looks like they're targeting Bendar from Pittsburgh. Uh, Bednar, sorry. You know, it's not going to be cheap to get him. I'll tell you that much. It's not going to be cheap. Pirates, you know, the Pirates are, are experienced at selling off players. Let's be real. They sell off players every year. Pirates were good when I was a, a kid for a couple of years. You know, Barry Bonds, Pirates with the Andy Van Slyke and the the uh, slaughter behind the plate. But they, since then, they, they just, they look, the Pirates, you know, Pirates no good. Ed McCutcheon, who won the MVP, got rid of him. So, uh, you know, the Yankees will look to Bednar, Pittsburgh. He's got an under-three RA, he has 16 saves. He's their closer. Yankees, had, you know, the back end of that Yankee bullpen has blown some big games. They, they blow games. I have a feeling if the Yankees lose in the playoffs, it's going to be another back-breaking type of... I mean, I guess any way the Yankees lose, if they lose, will be will be tough to take after this season. It's gonna be tough to take. It's always tough to take for the for the Yankee fans because they think it's their God given right to be in the World Series. They've already requ- Yankee fans have already requested off for November second or third for the parade. That's how cocky they are about things. They'll they'll bitch and moan to your face. To you. they'll bitch and moan for you for hours about how bad this guy is and that guy and how that this and that. They're not doing this, and they're not spending enough money. But they've already requested off for the parade. Could take it to the bank. Could take it to the bank that they've requested off for the parade. Because that's how they are. They think they're entitled to it. And you know what? They haven't won anything recently. There are Yankee fans out there who are now, you know, they can talk. They're old enough to be able to intelligently talk baseball with you. Have never seen them one win a World Series. And they probably told their teachers they're not coming in that day. 
Why? Because they learned it from their parents. So generate goes down. It just just goes down. Goes down the generations. Yankee fans, cockiness, jerks, passing it down the generation. Is it jealous? Am I jealous of the Yankees? Absolutely. Thousand percent. Let's take a sip of water there. Thousand percent I'm jealous. Thousand percent. And that's why you don't hate the Mets, because you feel sorry for us. I guarantee you one thing. If you grew up and the Mets won four out of five World Series, and one of those World Series was won on Yankee Stadium by the Mets, you'd hate the Mets, too. Because you'd have to listen to me. You'd have to listen to Brett. And you better believe we'd be cocky as hell about it. We'd be the same way. So I don't blame you. I'm just calling it like I see it. You know, it is what it is. You know, and that's why when it comes to the Yankees... I root for plane crashes. Again, nobody gets hurt in the plane crash. Everybody survives. So there's that. So now, as we shift gears here to let's do the NFL. The NFL. Giants and Jets camp opening up this week. Rookies reporting. Excitement building for the NFL. The games are starting in another month. And the big news coming out of Giants camp Big, big news this week is that they will be wearing the retro uniforms for two games. That's all I saw everywhere. Everywhere. Anything I saw about the Giants had to do with the fact that they were going to wear the jerseys from the 80s and the early 90s in two games this year. And who the hell cares? Because they're not going to win those games. They're not going to play like those teams in those two games. The Giants are not going to be a good team. And I I just, listen, I just don't see any way the Giants are a good team this year. And I I am as big a Giants fan as there is. ESPN ranked them the uh, fourth worst in terms of futures, like how good their future looks. Fourth worst in the league. As far as the quarterback, your team's quarterback future, ESPN voted Daniel Jones dead last. And I think I don't think they got it wrong. Daniel Jones is not is not good, at least from what I've seen. I mean, it's now or never. But I mean, I I almost hope he's not good this year, because well, what are you going to do? You're gonna he's going to be decent. What the Giants win eight nine games this year? They're decent. They, they play a couple meaningful games late in the season. They get knocked out, you know, week four, 15, 16. And what are you going to do? you going to give them $30 million? Look at Kyler Murray. He just got a big, he's got, got big money. He's not that good either. And he's better than Daniel Jones, but he's not, he's not as good as the, his contract compares to other quarterbacks. It's right up there. He's not that good. That's what that's what worries me about the Giants is that that they play decent this year and Daniel Jones has a decent year and the Giants decide to pay him. I don't think Daniel Jones is a is a good quarterback. And forget about the offensive line. You can tell him to sit here all day and tell me the offensive line. You know what he get it find a way to get it done. There are quarterbacks in this league that have worse offensive lines than the Giants, and they find a way to win some games. Daniel Jones is not the answer. I've been saying it forever. Let's see. Let's see how he does this. No. No. Do not give him a contract. Daniel Jones is not the answer. He is no good. Giants go win like eight games last last year without scoring 20 points. They went nine games without a touchdown catch from a wide receiver. Nine games. Are you kidding me? An NFL team going nine games without a touchdown catch from a wide receiver? Oh, and he's got 36 fumbles. And his record is 12-25. and 25. But let's give him another chance. I mean, they had no choice this year to give him a chance. They got to give him, you know, he's going to be the quarterback. I've said it before, if you're going to draft someone out of Duke, you better be a basketball team, not a football team. The Knicks got a guy out of Duke, high first-round pick. I think he's going to be a superstar. 
You know why? Basketball. They play basketball at Duke. Giants now have drafted two quarterbacks in their history from Duke. First one was arguably one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. And he somehow lasted a couple years too. Dave Brown. I mean, somehow the coach was worse than the quarterback back then. And he here too. Somehow Ray Hanley was worse than Dave Brown. Ray Hanley was worse of a head coach than Dave Brown was a quarterback. And the same goes for here. Daniel Jones is is no good. Now, listen, you can tell me all you want. He doesn't figure it out. I get it. You don't have a good, you don't have a good offensive line. I get it. But can we at least score 20 points? Can you at least throw a touchdown to a wide receiver without going half the season before it happens? Can we not start out 1-6 this year and have the season and just have football season be over for Giants fans before Halloween, before the World Series is over? The Mets and Yankees might both still be playing meaningful games and the Giants will not be playing meaningful games. And that... That's not even like... That might not... That's not even like, oh, it might happen. That's probably going to happen. It's probably the case that the Mets and Yankees will be playing meaningful games and the Giants will not be. That's how bad the Giants are. And they didn't get it. They didn't get much better. I mean, Barkley, I mean, I guess Barkley, I've been saying since they picked him, since 20 minutes before they picked him, I was in Atlantic City Bar talking to, to my wife. I said, they better not take the running back out of Penn State. Because you know what? Barkley needed to be Barry Sanders. To justify that pick. He needed to be Barry Sanders. And he well, he's not even close to Barry Sanders. He's not even Joe Morris or Rodney Hampton at this point. I mean, he has more talent than those two. But he hasn't, you know, he's been hurt. He had a good rookie season. He had a good rookie season. Don't get me wrong. He's got to, I mean, listen, for the Giants to be even be somewhat competitive, he's going to have to have another season just like that but not get hurt. The, what are the Giants known for? They're known for defense. The Giants' defense, terrible. You know, they got a decent safety. McKinney's all right. You know, they got Ojolari to be an edge rusher. But, I mean, come on. He has a chance to be good. Thibodeau, everyone's excited about Thibodeau. We'll see. You don't know. None of us know. We don't know until we see it. Until we see it out there in the NFL, it's a whole other game. It's not like the college game. He's not standout, standout, like, can't miss. I expect him to be good. I expect him to be on this team for, you know, a decade. But you don't know. He's not a can't miss. And who's to say, you know, if the Giants don't get their act together. And this is a free year for the coaching staff and the GM. For the GM because, you know. The first year in, so so of course they get a, they get a pass this year, which is okay. This is Daniel. This is the Daniel Jones year, right? To me, I've already I've already seen enough of Daniel Jones. I've seen enough. He's he doesn't have it. He would have figured it out. At least figure out a way to get twenty points, get a couple touchdowns a game. Giants go games without scoring touchdowns, like weeks. I traveled down to Florida to see them last year. They didn't even run a play in the red zone. Not a single play in the red zone. You know who had the worst you know who had the worst offensive line in the Giants last year? The Dolphins. The Dolphins had the worst offensive line in the NFL. They still Tua still put had a thousand yard receiver. Hundred catches, thousand yards. Giants went nine games before they you know, in between throwing a uh, a touchdown to a wide receiver. And and listen, and the, it's not like everyone's high on Tua. Tua's this great quarterback. I like Tua, but I don't think he's the future. I mean, Miami's tampering to get rid of him. They're already planning the future. They're tampering with other teams, breaking the rules to possibly get rid of Tua or to get Tua's replacement. And they had the worst line. The off- the worst ranked offensive line in the in the NFL. And Tua still was able to find a receiver. 100 catches, 1,000 yards. 
A lot of it was out of the backfield, dinks and dunks. But, you know, what? he figured it out, he found a way. Like I said, Daniel Jones is dropping the ball, tripping over the 30-yard line. I'm done with Daniel Jones. I'm done with Daniel Jones. This is not going to be a good year for the Giants. They're just not going to be good. I mean, you got to at least get some stability with this coaching staff. The same goes for the Jets. You can't be changing coaches like that. Listen, you got to pick. You got to. You got to stick with a coach, and you got to pick a coach, and he's got to be. You got to. You got to get it right. Giants haven't gotten much of anything right recently. It's been a long time since the Giants have played big games in December, and a long time since they went to the playoffs. I mean, those super, those two Super Bowls are a long way away. That was a long time ago, folks. How long are we going to live on the, the, the beaten? Now, me, you know, forever. I'll live on 94 Rangers and those two Super Bowls with, with Eli because that's all I have. I'm a Mets fan, remember? And a Knicks fan. And a St. John's fan. So I don't have anything else. So, But, you know, we're, the Giants fans are fed up, and I'm fed up too. Last couple of years, I haven't even watched much of the Giants games. October hits, and I don't. You know, I don't I don't really want to watch a one and eight team. Two and two and eight team. They, there was also another stat I saw. It was percentage of uh touchdowns scored on drives that you don't allow a sack. So you don't allow a sack on the drive. What percentage of the time did you score a touchdown? You know what the Giants were? What the Giants were last. Last. Thirty percent. They're a bad team. And they got a long way to go. It's not going to be any better this year. It's not going to be any better. So now uh, the Jets. We did a lot of Jets last week with, uh, or I should say the uh, not last week, two weeks ago with uh, Beningo when Beningo was on. He's actually, next week he's having the, uh, at the Parsippany, I believe it's the, what is it, Parsippany? I'll put it up. But he's having, it's, it's, uh, his guest is going to be Joe and Evan. It's a live show. Evan Roberts is going to be the guest. I suppose I went and had a, 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 a tailgated with Evan, Evan and uh, Carton, a little bit. Good guys, good guys. Evan's a little nerdy, but he, you know, that's what he, you know, that's no lie. He's a nerdy kind of guy, but he's a good guy. Said he would come on the show, so we'll we'll see if we could get that going. We're working on some other guests, but we talked about the Jets. The other uh, with Beningo, and he he being you know, listen. There's the who who better to talk about the Jets with than than Beningo? I'd rather sit down with Beningo than than Fireman Ed. Sells out, you know. Fireman Ed's like uh, Durant. Stuff gets tough. He's out. He hits the road. Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. But anyway, with the Jets again, the big news, big news, big breaking news this week for the Jets. It was much like the big breaking news this week for the Giants. The Jets have unveiled a new helmet. It's a stealth black helmet. It's actually rather nice. Um, the other big news in the week before that was Zach Wilson is sleeping with his broken. It didn't work out with his girlfriend, so he is now sleeping with his mother's friend. God bless him. I bought Brett a shirt. I haven't it delivered to his house. Throwing bombs and banging moms, it says. <laughs> I think he might even have it by now. Um, but the Jets are the Jets are Jets are on the upward trajectory. At least, at least the Jets are heading in the right direction. Okay, the Jets are at least headed in the right direction. Zach Wilson, I think Zach Wilson's okay. I think he's going to be okay. I think he'd be the he could be the quarterback of the future. He's got to be. How many times are you going to go through this with the Jets? But again, they, they I mean they put out their physical the pup list this week. Rich Samini put it out for ESPN. He said, uh, you know, Mackay Beckton on it with the knee. Carl Lawson still the Achilles still nursing that back. I mean, how bad was that last year? Carl Lawson. I mean, that, everybody excited about that, and then bam, out. First, first preseason game. Tour Achilles. See you next year. Um, George Font is on the is on the is on the pup list. Drew Samara is on the pup list. I mean, the Jets are banged up already. They haven't even 
They haven't even hit each other. They haven't even hit. They haven't even put on pads yet in the practice. You know, Becton and, and Fant and Fant are going to compete for the for the left tackle. The loser of that's going to end up at the right tackle starting. So they're both going to start. It's just where are they going to start on the line? You know, you want you, you obviously want your better player at left tackle. Protect the blind side of the quarterback. You know, Becton Becton played the one game last year. You got uh Lawson got the three, you know, he got now that that's going to be almost like a draft pick for the Jets, Lawson. You know, he's a new guy. He's coming in. You didn't see him. He played one game. Three years, $45 million they gave him. Towards Achilles, bam, out. So I do think Zach Wilson is is going to be the answer, though. I do. I do. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's got a chance. I think it's a big year for him as well. I, don't, I think it's a big year for him and the Jets. I think the Jets got to, you know, win nine, ten games. Get in the playoffs. Like I said, I said it earlier. Win a couple games. Get in the playoffs. You know, football turnarounds are not like baseball turnarounds. They happen pretty quickly. And the Jets have a possibility of doing it. So we'll see. We're a long way away. I don't like talking football. I don't like preseason. Preseason football is, is unbearable. It's, it's, I can't even watch it. I don't even like talking about it. But I wanted to bring it up today because they are reporting for camp and people get all, you know, rare in the go for the NFL season. Yeah, I think the NFL is here already. Still got a long way to go. It's not even August yet. But it's not even August, and the Knicks are making news. Of course, uh, Donovan Mitchell, will the trade happen? Will it not happen? I saw a proposed deal, which I thought could could work. Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, Grimes, Obi Toppin, three picks. You know, you might get Mitchell. I think that could work. It's a lot. Don't give up R.J. Barrett. Don't give up R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's a good player. R.J. Barrett could be a superstar, I think, in this league, and I think he's going to be a superstar. Is he going to win with the Knicks? Is he going to want to stay with the Knicks? Who knows? Nobody wants to stay with the Knicks. Nobody wants to be on the Knicks. These players now have never seen the Knicks be good. It's not like it's, all oh, the Knicks. No. To these play, these 20-something-year-old kids, the Knicks are terrible. They've been terrible their whole life. So it's not like, oh, the Knicks, the lore of the garden. The lore of the garden comes with the Rangers, not the Knicks. You know, you want to keep... And with that deal that I just mentioned, they could keep quickly, they could keep McBride, they keep Barrett, and it's three and not six picks. I think that's a better deal. If you do that, you take him. You get Mitchell here. Is he is he a game changer, make him a contender? No. Knicks ain't going to be a contender. Maybe it makes him a playoff team, win around. Maybe. Well, you know, hope so. Hope so. Nick said the press conference this week introduced them, and the press wasn't allowed there. It was it was uh, it was Bill Pito only MSG's own Bill Pito only allowed, and that it's the most Knicks thing ever. But you know what? That that's what the Knicks are. All right. Well, we're just about out of time. Before I send you on your way, though, I want to give a shout-out to my cousin, Jay Sullivan. Jay works over at ESPN. Um, he's also big-time Giants fan, big Red Sox fan, big Yankee hater. And so, Jay's family, we love Jay, but gotta love that he's a Yankee hater. So, But the next couple of days, he's actually going to be in Bristol, Connecticut. He's going to be a member of the umpiring crew for the Little League Softball Regionals. How cool is that? He'll be behind the plate tomorrow calling balls and strikes for the opening game. Maryland and Washington, D.C., 1 o'clock is the first pitch of that one. You can catch that on ESPN+. Plus. So big, big, big honor for Jay there as he gets to umpire these games. It's six-team tournament. Smoke clears on Thursday. Two teams will be left, and they will represent the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic regions in the Little League softball world series so good luck jay we'll be watching and uh hopefully no one even notices you were there if you're an umpire you know what i'm talking about want to thank everybody for listening on 365sportscast.com and if you're listening on podcasts remember subscribe and review give us reviews folks give us reviews so i'm bob walters we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening see ya